Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith. Want to spend a few minutes talking food. And in particular, Michelin star level food. And those that perhaps feel a bit snubbed after last week's uh, first ever handout of Michelin stars here locally. Alex Gill, Global Mail Vancouver food critic is with me on the line. Hey, Alex. Hi, how are you? I'm good. good. Good to have you on. Okay, let's talk about first some of the most notable uh, anointments of the Michelin stars that you saw. Were there were there some where you're like, yes, I love that restaurant. <laughs> I do. I like all of the um, one star restaurants that were um, that were awarded. Um, the one that surprised me was the Quanjuda, uh, the Chinese restaurant, because yeah. um, it, it was you know the other restaurants are all a bit small, intimate, you know, really um, you know chef you know chef owner driven, and this restaurant was kind of the only flashy one on the list, the kind of restaurant that we usually generally associate actually with Michelin stars. Um, um, it's also um, a chain from from Beijing. But um, one that actually does a lot of its own original dishes. So I think that probably gave it a bit of an edge. Yeah. Now, were there some snubs that were notable to you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the old guard weren't recognized. Um, sort of the more established, iconic restaurants in Vancouver. I'm thinking Crocodile, Il Giardino, um, Chipinos. I, I really kind of expected Chipinos to be on the list. Because it's been awarded, you know, lots of uh, around the world. It's, it was named one of the best Italian restaurants in the world. A lot of people here might not get it because it's not traditional Italian food. But um, the chef, Pino Pastorero, is like very innovative. And sort yeah. of it, if it were in Italy, it would be awarded a star. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, Alex? Because those are the three that popped out for me. I, yeah, as yeah, somebody yeah. who's who's quite a, I, I love food. My significant other is a chef. I went to culinary <laughs> school before I got into broadcast. I have my red seal. So these are the places that I would associate with. Well, that's an easy. Uh, well, I mean, Crocodile I mean, would have been, you know, the thing about the Crocodile, the reason people love it is because it's been the same way for 30 years. Correct. So maybe the, the you know, the mission 30 years ago, it was sort of made in the mold of a Michelin restaurant, mm. but um, maybe not innovative enough for today, you know. Um, something like Boulevard, I think it was really weird that none of the hotel restaurants were nominated. Good um, and yeah. some of our fanciest restaurants are in hotels, like Botanist, um, Mott 32, um, Bacchus at the Wedgwood, and Boulevard. Boulevard is one of the most awarded restaurants locally. There's won tons of awards. But um, I think, I don't, I don't know what the Michelin judges felt about that one, but um, I was surprised not to see that on the list. And you have to remember that consistency matters. Right. Um, five different judges, five different inspectors go. It has to be, you know, performing at top level every single time. And, you know, this summer when the judges were here, it was a difficult time for restaurants. A lot of them were understaffed. They weren't, you know, offering their, you know, their premier tasting menus. So, you know, it was an awkward time for the, for the inspectors to visit. So when, 
when the in- inspectors are visiting, is it like a secret shopper situation in terms of like <laughs> nobody knows who's there exactly. when? Or, yeah. Yeah. They don't announce themselves. They pay for themselves. I mean, they're all apparently culled from the hospitality industry. You don't have journalists, former journalists going and doing this. No. It's like former chefs, former sommeliers, you know, former general managers. And they're from they could be from anywhere in the world. So it really I think in a, it's an ideal situation. I mean, yeah. I wish I could still be anonymous <laughs> because you, <laughs> you, you do get a different level of treatment. So in for me, it creates a very level playing field. I mean, a lot of restaurants who have done a good job of, um, you know, buttering up the concierges in town or, mm-hmm. you know, courting the media, they're the ones who weren't on the list. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't buy these awards. It's a, it, they play by a different game. Which I love, Alex. That is so cool and such a salient point, right? There's the butterer-uppers, the people with the big budgets in order to be able to say, hey, look at me, look at us, we're doing this. And yet there's just some some really delicious, hardworking chefs and and front-of-house, back-of-house in these restaurants that were given this honor of a Michelin star. I love that you note that you can no longer anonymously with just one minute to go, what's it like when Alex Gill walks into a restaurant in Vancouver? It's like, oh God, she's here. Well, I couldn't, I could never be anonymous. Even before I started reviewing restaurants, I had my, yeah. you know, my mug shot in the paper, but, um, yeah, I mean, sure. Sometimes I still <laughs> rock in and I'm not noticed and I don't ever, you know, reserve under my own name. So, you know, right. people, you know, I try not to bring attention to myself, but in this digital age, everybody has a, you know, their, their picture online. It's hard to yeah. be. It's hard to go by the old rules anymore. Yeah, I'm smiling the whole time I'm asking you this because it's <laughs> what a fun thing to be known for. Here comes the woman who's going to dust my food and, and <laughs> give it, a critique, a fair critique as well. I really appreciate that from you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm, I was so happy to see some of the restaurants that were, you know, I, I mean, I think all the, the starred restaurants deserve it. But there are, you know, somebody like uh, Andrea Carlson at Burdick & Co., you know, she's mm-hmm. been a a, like a game changer for Vancouver. She's the one who, you know, who established the relationships with all the small farms, like, you yeah. know, in Agassi and, you know, all, you know, in the Fraser Valley. And, you know, if we can, if we ha- are known for our fa- farm to table sort of um, ethos now, she's the one who established those links. And to see her recognized was really wonderful. I think Perdokan Co. is like a great restaurant. And the room burst into applause. Like, you know, everyone was so happy to see her. Yeah. I love it. Get her due. Yeah. Alex, I could talk to you all day, but I'm out of time here. So thank you very much for doing this. And I love that we leave it on that note of shining some light on Burdock & Co. I couldn't agree with you more. I appreciate your time today. Great day.